Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls podcast supported by Blue Collar Street Food. Well, today I've been joined by another championship winner and a striker who was pivotal in our championship winning season. It is Noel Hunt. Hi, Noel. How are you? How you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. This corona chaos is just bringing everyone into a weird place, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, yeah it is. It's strange, isn't it? You've been home all the time and um, trying to entertain the kids. Um, I've got one asleep at the moment and one drawing me a picture on the table. So it's, it's just, you know, it's, I think it's, it's going to be a tough next six weeks, two months at least. Yeah, definitely. It definitely is. But... Let's talk about your time at Reading Football Club. You signed for the club in 2008 from Dundee United. How did that come about? Ah, it's just, it came about uh, probably through Stephen more than anything. Um, and I came down and I came down a few months before that for, for Stephen's stag. They were the boys um, and it was totally innocent. Uh, went on Graham Marty's golf day out for his testimonial, got along really well with the lads. Um came in and watched training the next couple of days and stuff and, and then um obviously at, off the back of that I was playing well in Scotland and scoring goals. So I know to be honest, I know I am pretty sure Roy Roy McDermott and, and Nicky Hammond were at the uh, cup final game where uh, I scored and stuff against Rangers and that. So them kind of them kind of, I knew they were there kind of thing, um, watching, it was just about me performing really, and then gets the phone call in the summer, and that was it. Yeah, having your brother there as well, straight away, that's a kind of strange situation coming into club, and having such a, a family member there, so they could tell you everything about Reading before you came, good and bad, I mean, was there bad? I don't know. <laughs> no, there wasn't, to be honest, because Stephen didn't see any bad in the club, um, at the time, obviously, the club were, um, we're in the Premier League and flying high. So for me, um, it was a no-brainer. And it, it came to the summer, there was, a, there was a bit of interest from Celtic as well. And um, they were keen to talk to me at the time. Um, but when I, when I heard about Redden, I, 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 it was a no-brainer. I just wanted to come down straight away, obviously, because Stephen was here, number one. And the club was such a, such a fantastic club that I heard so much about. Um, I'd been down a couple of times to watch Stephen, so I was quite familiar with a few of the players and, and whatnot. So for me, um, that was my decision. Yeah, and also we had Steve Koppel at that point as well. I mean, what a great manager he was for Reading. Uh, you must have met him in the process before you signed. What are your like, impressions of him? Yeah, listen, he was, he was brilliant. You know, he was a quiet man. Um, but when he spoke, everyone listened. Um, it was... Oh, yeah, it was so surreal, and then to actually work with him, you know, and his backroom staff with Wally Downs and Kevin Dillon, you know, um, it really, it it was really a professional outfit, and it was something that I was, I, I thrived under, I think, because he he took his time to talk to me when he did, uh, he let me know my position when I came in first, and I, you know, his 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 thing to me was, um, obviously you got Kevin, we've got Leroy, we've got Shane. And we've got yourself there, my four strikers. So obviously it'll be it'll be Kevin with Leroy, Kevin with Shane, and then if that doesn't work, it'll be Kevin with yourself. And I said, no problem, as long as I get the same chances as, as the boys get, I'm I'm more than happy. And um, I was just happy to be here, to be honest. I was happy to be in 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 a squad full of internationals, full of good players. 
and so there was no pressure on me. I I felt like um, I could go out and just run around and just be me, um, and and work hard and and be a nuisance and and, and I pick up goals off off good players. That's how I thought of it, to be honest. Yeah, and you can see as soon as you came in, you had that mentality, you had the team ethos, and you wanted to play. Obviously, any player wants to play, don't they? And you were given the chance. But the first goal that you got in the league, you got a couple in the cup before, but the first one at the Medeski Stadium was in a 6 0 win yeah. in Sheffield Wednesday. I mean, what a night that was. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was really, really good. Um, I remember it well because uh, it was a Tuesday night um, and we played, we played on the, the Saturday. And I, I think the gaffer had spoke to me at the time. Um, that he had said, listen, just be ready because you're not playing Saturday. But if things don't go to plan, I, I'm I'm thinking about throwing you on Tuesday. So I I'd already been preempted by 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 the gaffer that Tuesday was going to be the one that I had to be ready for. So um got the show on the Monday and I was already probably planning over the weekend after the game on the Saturday for starting on the Tuesday. So for me it was a uh, yeah, it was exciting times. I really, I really enjoyed it. And I remember, remember the goal as well. I think Kev got a hat trick that day, did he not? Yeah, yeah he did. Kev got a hat trick. I got two. Um, I'm trying to think who scored the other one. Um, that was a good one. Maybe Jimmy Kebe. Jimmy might have been. Might have been Jimmy. Look, it's I'm getting interrupted head. here. Look, yeah. I'm getting yeah. interrupted here. Look, yeah. He's joining me as well. He's with a girl. Yeah, you, you okay? Yes, yes. Yes, get mummy. Mummy put on top of and Tim for you. There you go. She's busy. I'm busy, but I'll come see you in a minute. Is that okay? Have you drawn me that picture yet? Yeah. Let me see. Go, go draw me a picture. Go on. <laughs> okay. She's crazy. She's crazy. Um, but, uh, but yes, yeah, so, listen, it was a great night. I remember Remember the first goal was a flick on from Kev. Mm. Put me through the middle. Uh, that was my first goal. Uh, Kev scored early on in the game. Actually, I think I scored one to Kev early on in the game. Um, I'm pretty sure. I think he thought I was going to shoot myself, but I didn't care. I, I was a percentage guy, so if I was coming at an angle, I thought my chances of scoring would be a lot lower in the percentages than, than scoring to somebody in the middle of the goal. Um, they, Obviously, the percentages greatly improved. That's what I was doing. That that was my um, that was my thought process in football. To be honest, did take the percentages, um, and luckily it paid off. Uh, I think Bobby Conley set up my second goal, but a great he played a great pass and touch. Remember yeah. it? I got it in my head. Yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, I do yeah. remember it. Yeah. Now. Yes, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, no, he was a good player. I mean, he was a good player. A great well, player. Great. I mean, this would be a lot, an awful lot of great players. You know, if you look at the back, we had Michael Dubry, we had Ivar, uh, Mertz was there. We had Marcus in goal, we had Harps, Harps in midfield, Jem uh, came onto the scene. Um, obviously, Jimmy was on the right. We had Bobby, I mean, more Stephen on the left. Um, and then, obviously, Kevin and Shane, Leroy up front, myself. We had so many good players. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just it was just a pleasure and a joy to be to be involved with these boys. That season ultimately ended in a playoff kind of. <laughs> there was a scene in that game. I was at that game at Burnley, and Andre BK. Now he is a character on his own. Yeah. If you're a Redden fan, you know the event. He was in the second half, I think, against Burnley, <laughs> and he just. I was in a, yeah, off. I was in a hospital. I was in a hospital bed at that point. Yes. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, my, my appendix ruptured probably a couple of days before that. Um, um, and because I, I, I was in a cast, I think I, I, Darren Moore had stepped up, uh, stamped on, not stamped on, but stepped on my foot in an awkward way and broke a bone in my foot. And I, couldn't, I was obviously out for, for that playoffs. And I think Kev missed an awful lot of that, that second half of that season as well. We, we really missed key players in the second half of that season. Um, and I, I remember just lying in the bed, and when the second goal went in, I, just, I think I just pushed my morphine button. I was gutted. I was gutted more for the boys and for the gaffer, you know. And because um, obviously, I, I, I think I, we knew that um, 
that the gaffer had said that he was going to give it one year to try to get up and that's what kind of killed me the most or hurt me the most that he was going to leave and he did it was such a sad time I was good because he was so good uh, and, and the boys you know the boys obviously felt felt it as well when he left you know yeah, definitely. I mean, I can understand that because he, he's our greatest ever manager. There's, there's no doubt on that. The greatest ever team of the 106. And just the consistency that team have always had for pushing for the players and the, the quality of football that we played as well. And his whole persona was just perfect for the club. But yeah, it was, it was such a sad time when he left. And kind of like after that, then you have... I would say quite a big culture change of Brendan Rodgers coming in with his football. How did you find mm. him when he came in? Listen, he, he, as a coach, as a manager, I, I thought he was really, really good. Really good. I missed, obviously, coming through the end of last season. Uh, I was injured. I was out. So I, I wasn't going to be back until the September time, I think it was. So... Um, the detail, in, the detail in Brendan's uh, sessions and what he wanted was so high, and it was great. Listen, it, and he he demanded football. He wanted to play the right way, as he saw it. Um, and his philosophy was that when or if we get promoted, um, that we go up to the Premier League and we hold our own by playing football and um, by doing the right things in terms of that way. But it's very difficult when you haven't got total football in your in your team. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I understand um, what you're saying. Yeah. And I, I can I can talk for myself. I was never the most technically gifted. I worked hard at what I had. Um and my my kind of ethos was to work harder than anybody on, on the pitch and then the football will look after itself. Um but when you have, you know, say for all the world, Casper Gox and and Alex Pierce, listen, wouldn't be the the most football in the centre halves with no disrespect to them. They were still very, very, very good players. Mm. Um, we had with Khalifa Sisse, who was I thought was a very, very good footballer. He had left. Jen was in there. We had then Mikel Ledgerwood came in. So we had a lot of boys. Um, that we were a bit of a mixed bag, if that makes sense. And and uh, obviously to to Brendan's detriment. Um, he he fell on his on his sword kind of thing, but I really admired him for what he was doing or what he was trying to do. But I remember having an honest conversation with him, um, in his office, saying that if we keep on going the way we're going, we're going to struggle. Um, and he said, "Listen, if I if something's going to give," and he goes, "Listen, that's fine by me, but I don't want I won't change my principles for what I truly believe in." And I thought, "Well, fair play to you, you know," and and. And look at him now, look, he's, he's turning out to be one of the best English, uh, sorry, best managers in England. Yes. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, so, yeah, um, but what he's done with Leicester, what he did with Liverpool, or what he, people say what he ne- nearly done. So what he'd done with Liverpool, you know, finished second. Um, they were nowhere near a few years before. Um, he really, really brought that club on leaps and bounds. And then obviously up to Celtic, you know, he's, he won everything around them, um, which I knew he would do, to be honest, because, He's, he had that just that different mentality, that different caliber that I had not really seen before. Um, and obviously, then coming to Leicester, he's done he's done great. He's done so well. He's got a, a fantastic group of players. His recruitment's really good. Um, and yeah, fair play to him. Now you've actually got the even more insight into the kind of issues of going into a club now, being assistant manager. At Swindon Town, um, that's probably the first time I've mentioned that club on uh, this podcast. But yes, we were kind of like, how? Now you've got that experience. Do you see the kind of situations that you saw in your career slightly differently? Oh, look, yeah, absolutely. It's real football for me to be honest, because you can't, you can't, you can't watch a game of football as a fan. There, you look at it, you dissect the positioning and the tactics and you know, what they're trying to do and you just can't enjoy the flow of a game and just let, you know, so, and to be fair, I wouldn't really thought like that until the manager, you know, the manager, he's a very, very good young manager um, and he, he he's like me on the same where, where he's worked on the really, really good managers so he's picked up a lot of things from them and um, tactically he's very, very good in how he wants to play and he, he he's very, very, He's got a he's got a vision of where he sees us going and how we do it. Um, and I, 
the boys have been great to be fair they bought into it um when we try implement it on the, on the training ground um and listen we're sitting in a good position at the moment just hoping that we can finish the season um that's that's the thing yeah no that is such a straight position isn't it to be in in a kind of so close to that finishing line as we were discussing before we started the Liverpool as well it's so frustrating I understand it and in the situation that we're in football isn't that important I get that totally but still it's everyone's life it's their job so it is important so otherwise I wouldn't be doing this podcast so yeah how do you kind of like you'd have to have another pre-season wouldn't you yeah well what I've done is I've try to take it away from the manager, I try to take, take the dressing room stuff off the manager and stuff um, in terms of what's going on. So um, obviously he knows everything that's going on, um, but we sort of split them into three groups. I've got three or four good pros in each group um, and they've all got, they've, they've got had a program for the last say three, four weeks in terms of uh, numbers they got to hit through the week, um, gym sessions they got to hit, where obviously it's in the house, it's housebound stuff, but um, They've been setting each other little challenges and, and little competitions in, in the group where you got to record it and, and speed through it. So it's been good. Um, but it's just trying to keep ticking over until this thing is over make, without burning them out at the same time. Um, but at the same time then, making sure they don't come back totally on fit because we will have like a mini two, three-week pre-season before we hit. We've got, I mean, the league's got most of the teams in the league that have got nine games left. Um, We've got ten, so um, to get ten games in and probably a month, six weeks, that's that'd be the the aim. I would like to think. Yes. Um, so make sure we're ready for that. That's the main thing. No, well, hopefully, hopefully it works out for you, and that's the only time I'm going to say that about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't put you in any bad positions because that's not fair. But <laughs> no, not at all. Look, it's not. We've spoken about it before. I remember playing Swindon in a in a, in a, uh, a preseason friendly, and out of all the derbies, I don't think it's a it's a really really bad one. And um, okay, you go get her. My little girl's going to get my little girl. This is okay. this is dealing with. Um, so um, I mean, from 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 the way they, see, I don't think it's a, it's a it's a bad rivalry. You know what I mean? I know it's down the road and stuff, but I I'd like to think both of us would have focused on Oxford more than. More than each other, um, so uh, for me, listen, it's been it's been great. The owner has been great to me down there um, to give me the opportunity. And like I said, these opportunities don't come up that often in football. So to give me to give me a job um, off the back of not really being known, um, I, I can I appreciate it, and it's, a, it's been a great learning curve for me. Yeah, no, totally. These jobs are like you say are hard to come by. You see that lots so many ex players just disappearing completely. And then, but you get this chance, hopefully, to get into League One next season. And then all of a sudden, the world opens up even more, doesn't it? And opportunities. But obviously, it's yeah, this is it. There, so. <laughs> no, yeah, but look, this is it. You know, there's a, personally, I think Swindon are massively underachieving in terms of the, the, the position they are in the Football League. Out of, out of the, the 90 plus clubs, I think um, there should, should be at least. Mid, mid to upper table League One pushing for playoffs pushing for promotion um, and to be in League Two it's a it, it's uh, it's a shame because it, it's a big football club in its own right um, it's got a lot of history there a lot of great players played through there so um, that's what we're aiming to do we're aiming to get the, get the club back to where it should be that's, that's, that's been the vision since we went in there last year I mean we went in there in November last year and we were sitting I think a point off or two points off the bottom of the football league so um it, you know, to, to to turn it around the way we have, I think it's been a massive credit to the players, to the staff, um, and to the football club in general. So hopefully we can we can keep it going, finish the season off, get promoted, and see what happens next year. No, you definitely do a fantastic job. They just need to stay below us. So. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's oh, not good. I, 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 I think I think that looks safe now. I'll, I'll tell you what. I thought for a little while there that we might we might have met each other next yeah. year. No, I agree. Um, but I think no, I, I think it's fine. I think I think Mark Owen's going down now, and it looks. I, I watched them play a couple of times. I think the four or five live games, um, and um, I think he's he's turned the corner. Here's me, our little girl. Let me show the world. Hello. <laughs> it's Nell's daughter. So. 
Yeah. They're having yeah. a great time there. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, that's it, mate. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the point. You know, I, I think, I think Redden have been, you know, com- I think they're coming through a patch where they, for the last probably two or three years, I didn't really recognise the team. And I'm, I'm hoping now that it looked like if they're turning the corner and going back to the Redden of old. No, no, I totally agree, yeah. I think, hopefully, and I agree, I think Mark Bowen's doing a good job, considering where he came in at that point. I think he's done a fantastic job, but it's just frustrating. He can't see kind of finished up in that kind of run of games, but nothing we could do about it. No, so, this is it. I mean, yeah. it's, just, it's just frustrating, isn't it? Because everyone wants to see the football being played, but everyone knows the, the extent of how important this is. You know, this is, this is serious. You know, I can't understand for the life of me how we ain't we are in lockdown, yeah. Um, complete lockdown because yeah. watching the special about Italy yesterday, it's you know, it's so sad. It's so sad to see these people that are dying, um, b- because of the way it has has turned up, you know. Um, no, no. and how, how, how it's crept on, how it's crept on people so fast. It's um, it's really, 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 really devastating. Yeah, I, I don't think the right people have taken it necessarily, necessarily seriously enough, quickly enough. I think that's the problem. No. Yeah, as no, I, not like yeah. me and you. I mean, the real power people in this situation. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree. Yeah, well, we yeah. can just do our bit and stay inside yeah. and make sure that we we just keep the kids safe. Because look, this is what I'm dealing with. <laughs> yeah, the joys of keeping kids that young entertained in the well, wow, exactly. But well, my wife's in the backyard doing a workout. That's where she is. She's getting some peace. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, this is it. This is it. I've had them, to be fair, they're quite young, so they get up quite early. It's great. I love it because I'm an early person. So for me, um, it suits me to get up early with these guys um, and leave mommy in bed and get a bit of peace and quiet. That's that's the the nice thing. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So let's get back to um, uh, Reading. We had Brendan Rodgers in that. That didn't quite work out. We obviously worked out for him later in his career, fantastically. Yeah. But then Brian McDermott comes in. Brian McDermott, what a man. <clears throat> Talk to me about him. Listen, I, I just think he's... I'm gutted he's still not managing because I think he's got so much to, to offer. Um, and he's such a lovely... Lovely man, uh, and they did. They, they do say simple is genius, and how he liked things done was just so easy and simple. And how he came across, and how he spoke about things, how easy he made it sound, how easy how easy he made it look. Um, and and he was a really clever man, you know. And someone that I hold really dearly to me to me because he, you know, he, he took he took a, a club that were. Um, probably after Brendan went a little bit uncertain about where it was going to go, and, and he he transformed transformed it around. To be honest, you know he was great. He really was. He got the best out of all the players. Everybody loved him. He was just a genuinely nice, nice, lovely man. Yeah, uh, and so, so successful for Reading in his first spell. Second spell, I can't associate with him because he was put into a really difficult position there. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I I spoke to himself a few times, but I spoke. I speak with Nigel Gibbs, who again, you know, one of the, one of the best best coaches I've worked under, um, and a lovely man. And when you, it's very very difficult to go into some clubs, and, and this is only me speaking from my short, very very short experience of of a club. It's very very difficult to go into a club when you've got, and it's, it's going to be ten times worse for the people for for clubs like Redding, where 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 certain players and certain people are on serious money um, and, and they, they will never never earn that money again because again it comes through the transition of, of, of new owners coming in not really knowing the league splashing money to be to, to make it attractive overpaying players that are overrated um, or past it or had a name you know there's, there's, there's been so many through the last four or five years that have gone through red I'm thinking bloody hell. Why would you, you know he was gone two years ago? He's let you know and and they come in, they don't play they don't play 10, 15, 20 games for the football club, but yet they're earning this mega money that they don't really deserve. Um and that's just that's tough to take, that's just tough to watch when you, when you see that and you see the car park 
car park full of cars and you look at them go and they're you got cars there with two hundred grand I'm thinking you're finishing nineteenth, seventeenth, eighteenth in the football in, in the championship. You should be embarrassed. You know, it's just an embarrassment like that. That they're out there signing. If we have, I mean, it just makes my blood boil that you can accept it that easy. And also, for me, it was just, it, 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 I think, to go into that club the second time with the players that were there, the people that were involved and, and, and around it, um, it was so difficult for Bry. He was in a lose lose situation. But he, like Bry being a totally honest guy, he went in there and tried everything he could. And if you can't get rid of these bad eggs, um, and if you can't, if you can't get them out of your out of your group, it just, for me, my I always say to the boys, it just takes one turn to to, to puncture a wheel, you know. Um, and that one little prick could destroy your whole momentum of the season, you know, of your journey. And and for me, that that that's if you have two or three of them in the dressing room, you're you're, you're fighting an uphill battle. <sighs> I agree with absolutely everything you've said there. And I was only speaking to Paul McShane a couple of weeks ago and he was there during that spell as well. And he backed it up very much exactly the same and saying that it was a really toxic atmosphere in there. And Brian had such a difficult job in that second spell. Yeah, I didn't want him to come back for that second spell because I could see what was going to happen. It was going to damage his first one. And I just thought I didn't want that to happen because... You know, just look at what he did. I mean, we'll come on to the championship winning season in a bit, but you can't yeah. take that away. He's the second most successful manager in our history. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, and deserve it so because, you know, I think, if I'm being honest, if you put the, you know, the 2006 team up against, against their team in 2012, um. I mean, you've got a lot of superstars in that 2006 team that went on, you know, and yeah. whereas in 2012, you know, we we just had a really, I mean, he just made it so easy and everyone everyone just had a certain love for each other and a certain, a certain, um, you know, mindset and a certain togetherness that you don't, you don't get that often. You don't get that often in football. Who'd win that match um, though, Who'd win that between those <laughs> Listen, I, I don't know because you've got two different things going, you, but both teams are complete team ethos. Yeah, I think I, I do think the two, I do think with the, with, the, with the caliber of players you had in the 2006, I do think they'd scrape it, like to be honest. Yes, if, yes. I'm, if I'm being honest, tight. if I'm being honest, yeah, do you think I think it'd be tight? Yeah, I definitely think so. I don't think you can underrate like the players in that team. I don't think so. No, no, no. Listen, both teams, both teams in their own right were champions for the right reason. Mm. You know, the, the 2016 was frightening to go through all the season. I remember, the, was it the first game away? We got beat 3 2, was it, at Plymouth? Yeah. It was 1 0. Um, the one that one, yeah. Oh, 1 0, so it was. Yes, it was. But then to go after that and to, to go the, the whole season, oh my God. That's absolutely, cool. absolutely, yeah, it's absolutely unbelievable. So um, from that perspective, it was. Uh, yeah, that was an unbelievable triumph. But then it was crazy because our 2012 team, we just knew. We knew that once we turned the corner to get to January, that we would go on a run. And everyone had that same feeling because of the season before. Because of the season before that, the, the, we obviously we got to the playoffs. But again, we had an unbelievably good run from, from, after, from the middle of Jan. Um, right through to the end of the season so we were just desperate to get to to January in a position where we could affect the league and sneak up and that was that was everyone's agenda and we all pulled in the same direction and it, it, it was just it, it was just magically how it worked to be honest and it, it kind of fell into place that every team we played I think for the last say 12 13 weeks 14 weeks even Every team we played, we leapfrogged, we we jumped ahead of, or we jumped away from, and it all it worked in that kind of a in that kind of a sequence. So it was perfect for us. That 2010-11 season that you were just talking about, that was that was a crazy season for you as well, playing up front with Shane Long. How, how was that? Because that was like the, for me, that's your best partnership. That you just dovetailed perfectly, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, Longy was great. Yeah. Listen, I just I remember saying that um, I didn't care who scored. I did not care who scored goals in our team. 
um, once we score. And I just, I just said to you know to Shane to Kev, but he, I, yeah, Shane. I mean, it was great. It was just, I don't. It was just magical, and it's hard because I don't have any memorabilia up because I don't want to keep on seeing it and wishing it back. Does that make sense? Yeah, um, yeah, I get that. Yeah. I've got I've got so many great photos and stuff uh, away, and but it, it's just when you when you say things, it sparks memories that that just fill you. Yeah, like Shane was. Bear in mind, isn't it a fantastic fo- footballer and how he worked and 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 his attributes were unbelievable. Not just that, but an unbelievably good guy. You know, I really that was the key to to all our success. You know, we had good people. Great, that would do happen for you, and, I, and that was my model. That I said to to Shane and to whoever I was playing with, I'll do everything I can to get you a goal. I'll just ask you to do the same for me. That was it, and 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 we got that, and and, and me and Shane got on. Yeah, we had a really really good season, um, and it was. I think I came I came back into the, I came back from an injury in the October. I started my first game. I think it was away to get home to Cardiff and I scored. Um, but I just oh, what was interesting in doing because I knew Shane Shane in training when you see him sometimes you take your breath away and what he does and I just knew if I could get him the ball in the right areas that he'd go and score he'd go and go and create to have a chance and, and that's all I wanted to do really was just to work to get him chances to get him goals to get him to get him efforts on goal because I knew that he would do the same for me because we were that honest you know and he's, he's went down to have an unbelievable career you know some of the goals he scored. If he was Brazilian or French, some of the goals that he scored will, will be talked about for years. But because he's Irish, and even maybe sometimes even the English players get talented with the same thing, that they don't get the credit they're due, you know? If they had a Dino on the end of the name, if it was Longinino. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you know. So, uh, um, but no, but just, just, a, just a lovely man. A lovely man, you know, and, and, and someone that, you know, it's mad because in football you have you have friends um, throughout your career. You pick up two, one or two friends throughout your career, every team, club, um, and you might not speak to them all the time. But when you do speak to them, it's like old times, and you get along and you crack. Um, and Shane's one of them, mate. For me, yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a lovely kid, lovely man. Yeah, you're in contact with any other members of the squad from like when you're playing? Yeah, I, I speak to friends. I speak, I speak to friends a lot. Um, who else do I speak to? I speak to Shane, um, Brian Howard. I speak to. Uh, yeah. He's an agent now, so he wants to speak to me more and more. Um, uh, who else is there? Uh, I get the odd text off Dubs. The odd like the odd Instagram message off Dubs, and that like uh, uh, you know. So and the one one who was an unbelievably good player that that played for us was Zorab Kisnes Philly. Oh, um, Zorab. That is a man, the, the, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, the, in the, the playoff King, final, he maybe got away with one there very early on. Yeah, but, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> but what a man. I, I, he was such a good yeah. player on the ball. Unbelievable. I, used to, I, I nicknamed, nicknamed him the King. I used to always put my nicknames for the boys because I could associate them with something. Do you know what I mean? But for me, he was the King. Like, and so I always talked to him for corners. Like, and I would call him the King. And he was, uh, yeah, he was... An unbelievably good footballer, um, and I, I, I was really gutted he left because I thought, yeah, he's he's one that I really enjoyed watching playing with. Like, yeah, that was a really good team that they had in 2010-11 because you had Petron yeah, it was, team. and we lost. Yeah, we obviously had the Gilf dog, Gilfy Sigerson in that team. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy yeah. Kebe, Griffin as well yeah. was on loan. We had that was a really Griff- we could have gone the whole season. I think we'd have got promoted with that team as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Griff. Uh, Griff was a groomsman for my wedding. Oh, okay. So, uh, one of the one of the nicest, maddest people you could <laughs> ever meet in your life. Um, but what a character! I mean, people like him made the dressing room. You know, people like him who came in who had been there and done an awful lot in football, but were so humble and down to earth and funny, um, and got along with everybody. You know, they they're the people that you you miss day in day out. You know, Griff and I think he lived with me for he had an apartment in town. Um, in Canary Ireland, I think, but he lived he lived here with me for about for about a year and a half, I'd say, on <laughs> just because it was it was closer to my house than it was to his. That's how lazy we were. We just come to my house, get a cup of tea, and sit on the couch. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah, that must have been some house with you and him, though. 
That oh. must have been things going on there now. The, the, the season, the season we, um, the season we got promoted, uh, things started because we knew we were cruising and we were in such a good place. Things started to happen in there in the training ground. Um, uh, it got bigger and bigger as 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 the year went on. I remember for eight, it was funny enough. It was yesterday, but April April's fools that I. I got everybody's keys, bar, including my own, uh, bar probably five or six people's, and I, and I wrapped them up in a shoebox, and I put them in ice bags, and I, I wrapped it again, and I put them in the bottom of the ice bath, like the bottom of it was like a, at the train ground, it was like a chest high, you you stepped into it off the ladder, and it was like chest high, so I put this big box in the bottom under the ladder, say the last step, so it would stay down. Um, <laughs> And I had everyone's keys, and then I kind of copped on that. The keys aren't that cheap, you know. So, <laughs> no. uh, and there was a few nice cars, and at the time in the in the in the uh, in the in the car park, I thought, oh no, this could turn out really bad for me, you know. <laughs> um, but I left. I stuck with it. I stuck with it, and it was about it was about quarter to four, quarter to five at the time. But and we were obviously finished training at half. Half one, two o'clock. We, we should have been gone and out the building, like. But uh, I kept up with it, and I was and I was ranting and raving. This is a joke. This is an outrage. But I got caught by somebody. I think it was. I thought it was Griff that caught me. That caught that we end up ended up finding the the keys. But then it was another palaver trying to get down under the cold ice cold water to get it out. And um, anyway, I got blamed for it, which is probably right so because I did do it. You know. But, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, a fair point, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it was more than the key was one of the, the, the big jokers. Alex Pierce was there, um, but my car went missing. My car went missing like about three or four weeks later. Like, and I went missing for like two or three days. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is what was happening, you know, and I couldn't find my car. Um, so I was getting lifts home. I bear my only live a couple of miles from the training ground, so it was okay. But I knew, like, obviously, I hadn't been robbed. I just knew it was one of the boys, and we were doing a shooting one of the days. I think it was a Friday. Obviously, my car was missing at the, at, the, at the start of the week, but as I did every so often, I bloomed one over the bar, over the net, and um, I had to go down and follow me ball and catch it. And as I was running down the training ground, at the very, very bottom corner of the training ground, like I see like a little glisten, and it was my car. So I looked around, and everyone's laughing. And I <laughs> ran down. And bear in mind, my keys are still in the car, right? Like. My keys are still in the car. They put bushes up in front of it. You could hardly see it. Um, but that they were the kind of things that were going on in the in the dressing room that season. Cause we're so everyone everyone took it in good in good you know in good spirits. Everyone was, everyone just thought it was funny. There was no malice to it, um, and that's how close we were as a, as a team. You know, that's what you love to hear, though, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, stories yeah, it was great. yeah, yeah. But yeah, so the playoff final, we have the game in the Cardiff, which was amazing as well. The three 0 win that must have been great. Yeah, us after that it must have been brilliant. Yeah, it was, it was, I mean, at home, when we played them, I mean, we played them not too long left in the season, I think, uh, away, and there was a, there was a massive focus, there was a bit of a fight in the tunnel after the game, I think me and Ledgerwood were in, involved in a fight with a few of their players, um, because they had a, they, we scored, a, I think, Matthew Manset scored in the 92nd or 3rd minute. Manset, there's another yeah. one. Another there you go, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Um and there was only two or three minutes put up of injury time. And the ninety-seventh minute they got a free kick and Bellamy scored. Uh to make it two all and we were gutted. There was we were fuming, you know. And I think Gibbo was fuming he came out to the referee and I remember Bellamy having a like, calling him like some stupid things at the time, like in in the heat of the moment football, like and then Someone threw a bottle, hit Churchy on the side of the head. I'll never stop laughing at that. But obviously, at the time, I took it serious because it was a pair of red bottle. Um, so we've obviously, me and Ledge have seen it and ran down the tunnel, laughed or whatever it was. Um, ended up in a bit of a scuffle at the end of the tunnel. At the end of the tunnel. So that, that brought then, obviously, the, with the playoffs, it brought a bit of extra spice to it. Um, so when, when we came off the pitch at home, uh, Bro, I, I spoke to Bro, I said, oh, after, so when we came off the pitch at home, it was we had been so like we had been millimeters away from scoring three or four goals. We should have won the game, you know. We really should have won the game, and they, I think they thought that they got us back to their place that they would they would have took us. 
And after the, after the, the second leg, um, Roy asked me, he goes, when did you think we were going to win that? I said, walking off the field at the Majeski. After we played him, I thought, we have these. You know, it's only half time, we'll batter these, you know. And that was, that's how it planned out. To be fair, Shane scored two goals, got a penalty, didn't he? And the keeper had a bit of a beast. Um, and then Joby scored, going missed the sitter, and that was it. It was 3 it was three nil. So happy days. <laughs> I like the way out of that, all of that. You remember, you missed the sitter, but we won three. Yeah. <laughs> Joby played a great ball over the top. I took a touch, and I've, 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 just, I've come across it too much across the far post. Maybe I gave myself a bit of a harder angle to score, but uh, and listen, we won three nil. I didn't care. <laughs> no, you know, that would, that would, yeah, it was, it was great. It was, it was such a great, great night that was. Uh, coming back, I remember before the game, like my, my, my now wife phoned me in a panic. I think the girls were winding her up saying that she was going to Wales and she hadn't got a passport. Like, this is like an hour and 45 before the game. Like, and she's like, I didn't bring my passport. I'm like, well, I, I think I just hung up on her. Do you know what I mean? I was just like, get, get away from me. <laughs> Numpty, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. So that that was, uh, yeah, that was a great, yeah. What, what a night that was. Oh, brilliant it was. Um, then we get to the final and we do, uh, sadly, what Reading uh, have... They just break our hearts when they get to play our finals. One day yeah. we're going to win one of these things. Yeah. Um, obviously, the yeah. first half didn't go to plan. No. JTAB sending off a half-time. That's, that's on, yeah. you, on its own as well. Yeah. I don't, I don't even remember what happened there. I don't, I don't even think I knew. I did. I didn't register what happened. I, think I was so angry because I felt we should have a penalty in that in that first half. Yeah, we should. I felt that. I felt. I felt that. Uh, Gary Monk handball. I, I, even though there was nobody in the box, I was trying to keep the ball in play, and, and he's his hands up over his shoulder, and blatantly hit his hand. I think I was the only one that probably claimed for because I was so probably so I was so far away from everybody else. But I was unbelievable. I didn't. It wasn't that even looked at you know. So. Um, but then, obviously, to go in 3-0 three, three down, um, the blistering counter-attacks. Um, and, obviously, then at half-time, but at half-time, like, you know, Broy was like, listen, we're not out of this. You know, we get the next goal, they will crumble. If we get the next goal, everything changes. That's the only thing that we're interested in now is getting the next goal. Um, and we did. We did get the next goal. Obviously, I got the next goal from a corner. And then Matt and then Matty scored from a header from the other corner, and then the one off the line, the one off the line with James. Yeah, speaking and, to Jem the other day, and he said he still hasn't kind of fully forgiven you for that one. No, do you know what? I have. I did the minute it happened. I did because I don't ever I thought I had to do. I, I if I miss hit it, it goes in. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because you've made a really good connection with it. You've done everything And nine right, times out of ten, really. I wouldn't miss hit it. Yeah. <laughs> nine times out of ten, like, through the season, I probably wouldn't miss it. You need to think of over the bar now. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I just thought, just punch it back in there. So I didn't see him come, obviously, because when, it, when, it, when it's coming back off the post, I'm just watching the ball, and all I want is the connection. Mm. Um, I didn't even have, I didn't even look about, uh, at him coming across. I didn't even see him. No. So I thought, once I punch it past the freeze, who I knew quite well because he, he was living in Scotland with me. Um, I thought it's a goal. So if I had a miss hit it and he had saved it, I, or he had to put it over the bar, I would have, I would have been, I would have like churned in my sleep. So that kind of way. But because yeah. I hit it so flush, I think no, I don't even know what to do with that. I, I don't, I, I don't even think about it to be honest. As bad as that sounds. No, um, no, I get I, that. I'm more thinking about the results how we got. Because you did everything right, didn't you? You know. You can't, yeah. you can't see everything. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. I, kept it, I kept it down. I hit a flush. Mm. No. Yeah. no. No, that's it. And even sometimes people, they, the strikers you know, have a, a hard on themselves when they, when, they, when they turn on the swivel and they hit one really flush. But someone blocks it or the keeper gets down and saves it. Sometimes you can't, you can't help it. That's what the keeper is there for. He's there to stop the shots. You know, and I said to our strikers, you know, get, just get your, five, get your five shots on target. You know, averages, you get a goal and a five shots on target or you header off your knee, a strike, a volley, you know, whatever it is, you keep on getting your shots off, you, you know, your, your goals will improve. That's, you know, that's what we talked about. Yeah, definitely. What would you say is your favourite goal that you scored for Reading then? Because oh. some people have asked me, why did you stop taking free kicks after that one against Birmingham? That I know. Was, what happened there? Was it Ian Hart signing? Because he was quite... No, good. no. It, yeah, probably Hart, but Gilfie then came on the scene as well. Yeah. You yeah. know, so Gilfie saw... 
And listen, how that boy ended up ended up where he is is no fluke. It's no it's no um it doesn't there's no luck involved in how guilty Sigurdsson became how he is. And it's just that on I he was there as a young lad when I came in, he was in the eighteens, nineteens. Um when we were leaving, I always remember when we were leaving for for away games, Guilty be on the training ground, practicing the outside the box, free kicks, practicing these chop, Cruyff, turn, shot, left foot, right foot, hours. He'd be there for hours. And I always said to the boys, when he let, when he, when he moved, obviously he had that great season when he came in. Um, and I thought, wow. And Brendan loved him. I remember Brendan really liked him because I think Brendan could see what he had. Yeah. You know, he was a really good number eight, number 10, whatever you want to call him. Um, especially the goals he scored at our level, you know, he was at the championship. And I remember he's going at Leicester. There's not many times where I've been on the field and I've gone, wow. You know, that was one of them. Um, Ross McCormack was another one who gave me three or four of them. Wow. You know, he was just naturally unbelievably gifted. And, and Guilfi was, Guilfi for me was, was that way, but obviously more athletic and, you know, he just had that coolness about him, his penalties, his free kicks. So, I think that's why I got binned off the free kicks, to be honest. But I didn't, I didn't work at him. I worked at him for a long time. Um, Not too bad a player to be behind, though, is it? Gilfy Sigerson? No. And Ian Hart. You know, yeah. yeah. I'll take that. No. But, <laughs> I mean, and, and listen, like, I grew up watching Ian Hart play football. Even though he was, I mean, I never thought I'd play the level I played at and, he was always there from a young age and watching him hit free kicks and even in training, like, I, I didn't mind heading these corners in games because I knew I'd score off him. But seeing training when he's practicing corners, oh, you, you just don't want to be on the end of him because you've got a banging headache for about 20 minutes, you know, because <laughs> you're that much whip and power. Definitely. I remember seeing you before a match and there's he trying to hit the top corner of the goal Ian Hartness is. And there's people behind me saying, oh, he's, he's, not, he's got the whole of the goal to aim at. I'm saying, no, he's not aiming for the whole of the goal. No. He's aiming for that little no. tiny space. So it's a lot he, he, Yeah. I mean, again, he, he was Broy's son. And I remember Broy came down the bus and he said, and he was saying, Humpty, uh, Ian Hart said, yeah. He said, you know about him? I said, yeah, of course I do. I've obviously watched him, blah, blah, blah. So I think we're taking him. And I said, oh, so okay. He said, yeah, what do you think? I said, well, how's, he, how's, he, how's his legs? He went fine. I went, take him. His quality is unbelievable. I think he got 18 or 20 goals from centre half for Carlisle that season before we took him. You yeah, know, and, and someone like Broy, you know, because obviously Broy, you know, being chief scout now at Arsenal and stuff and head scout or whatever he is, like he was, he, he was that at Redden before he became manager and he took the 23s. Um, but his knowledge and his insight into players was phenomenal. So most, I'd say, most players that Broy took in had had certain qualities that he knew he needed, and um, no matter who that was. Yeah, no, he was a, uh, just a brilliant man for Redden Football Club. And in his next season, in 2011-12, we go on to win the championship. There's so many games in that season that were absolutely crazy. But I'm going to pick mm. out the West Ham game away. Yeah. Is that your best performance for Reading in your career there? Because you had such an impact oh. on that match. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard. You don't remember the games you play well in other games. <laughs> I remember like, someone sent me a video the other day of a goal. I forgot I'd even scored it. I couldn't even, you know. And, mm. and it's just, I remember the game. I remember that game because my mum's partner is a West Ham fan. You know, and, and he's probably the main reason I'm playing football. Um, but, uh, so I obviously then from a young age, not a young age, but from, from like middle teens, took a, took a look at the West Ham because he did, you know. Um, so to go there, I, I took him to a game. I took him to his first game at West Ham probably two years before that. So to go there then and to play him was another, obviously another story, you know. And, but again, it was such a, a, such a mad game that was in terms of, yeah. I thought before, after they scored, I think Carlton Cole scored. I thought I was getting sent off, um, because I gave, I pulled the kick, I pulled the kick out at the army at the halfway line because he hit me an elbow as he ran past me to go celebrating. So my first reaction was to give, try kick him or trip him or do something, you know. So, yeah. um, 
And I remember Kevin Nolan saying to me that when we came back and it all had settled down, what are you fighting for, we man? The game's done. You know, we've beaten it. And then Robbo going, oh, yeah? Is that right? Yeah. And then obviously after that, I think I had one off the line that came to the corner that Casper scored at. I remember cutting back inside and shooting and the boy headed it off the line because Breed stood still. Um, and then obviously Casper scored from the, from the resulting corner. And then... Obviously, then just knew, I, I, we just it was mad because once we scored, we knew we'd score again, even though there was probably a minute left in the half or two minutes left in the half. And I think Jason putting the pressure on Diami at the time. I knew for some reason I just knew he was going to kick the ball to me. I knew he was going to play me the ball for some reason because I knew that he couldn't get a full clearance on it, um, and he did. So I think I had in me in my head already what I was going to do before it came. So. Um, yeah, the scene, yeah, it was absolutely unbelievable. Um, and then obviously, then he he took took me down for the penalty. Um, in the second half, pretty much straight away. I'm, is that was it quite quick in the second half? Yeah, I'm pretty sure quick, it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, stupid tackle. He was never getting the ball. So um, yeah, and then yeah, it was unbelievable again. So I think we I think we pulled away from it. We pulled away probably four points from them then, didn't we? And Are we forgetting the back hill though? For the um, yeah, uh, for later. But, I, I, but to be honest, I backheeled it from myself. So <laughs> yeah. I, I thought because because he was up on top of me, I was never going to swing it. So if I stop it and come, if you watch, I come around him so to go saying. hit it. But obviously, Ledge just hit it. He's not, <laughs> but, no, uh, I'm having that. <laughs> yeah, the backheel I meant for Ledge, I didn't. You know? <laughs> uh, but no, listen, the scenes was, oh, was unbelievable. What, what a great, what a great day that was. And then obviously, I mean, we went. We, if you forget that we went to um, we went to Brighton, and Brighton had us all. We, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm pretty sure Brighton had us all brainwashed that we were gonna win the league, probably with, with eight games to go, ten games to go. Um, the, like the uh, West Ham, West Ham, he walked in like and he said, "See, I told you, I told, I told you." Well, no matter what a team does to you, he's always responding. He's always go back ahead. He always do it. Well, you've done it since I've been here. It's just the nature of the beast. You are going to win the league because you're doing all the right things all the time. And he had us all believing that so strongly. When we went to Brighton and got battered and we won one nil. I got taken down for a free kick out of the box and Harty scored, reversed it back across the wall. Um, and they battered us. And he said, see, I told you, it doesn't matter. Listen, sometimes we won't play well and we'll win. This is one of them times. Next week, we'll play really well and win. That's just the way it is. You know, and then we went to Southampton, obviously, and I thought we did play well after the, after Lambert. Was it Lambert that scored? Yeah. Yes, it was, yeah. Lambert scored? Yeah. We scored first, didn't we? Yes, Jason Roberts from Yeah, Kevin Jason cross. scored first. Jim, yeah, Jimmy's cross, yeah. We what scored. cross that I was. Played, yeah. I think I played left wing for that game. Yeah. I don't know what I, was I think there I played. For it and it was just crazy to build up to that match as well. I just feel like yeah, we were going to win because you were saying that inside the dressing room, you felt that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just thought, no, we're going to win. And, you know, you hope that as a fan quite a lot. But I always just thought, no, I, I don't care what a team's going to put at us. We've just got so much yeah. momentum and we're going to deal with it. So you yeah. can see it. Yeah. And to have that as a yeah, fan yeah. was amazing. But yeah, kind of, no, I totally we also agree. saw Adam LaFondra coming in. How was your kind of like role in that team with him? Obviously, super sub. He might not like that tag, but that's what he was at that point. Yeah. You kind Listen, of like... That's what he was. Yeah. At this, cause I, listen, I still say it, I'd still pay Alfie Lafondre the, the money, the money he people get for starting to play 20, 25 minutes for me because I thought that was his best impact. He was an absolute goal scorer and he, and he was at his best when 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 teams started to tire. Yeah. I mean, his finishing was phenomenal. Um, and he, yeah, I, I agree. He might he might not, not like that title, but in the games he started, I don't think his goal return would have been as great as what it was when he didn't start. You know. Um, I think it's a different game from the start of the game to to to, to 60, 65, 70 minutes. Um, but he was he was so important, so important um, in that promotion season. Um, but, but we all knew that we all we were all on the same page. It was whoever was shattered, whoever looked like they were tired. If it was me, I'd come off. I'd just try to run as hard as I could um, for them minutes. And then knowing that Alfie'd come on, that we'd done enough to get him a chance. That was that was how we worked. Um, Joby again. Joby, I mean, Joby was a player who I, I don't really hear get mentioned that much. But what a, what a captain, what what a guy like, and um, him and Jimmy on the wings. I don't know why I end up on the wing. 
in Southampton. I ended up on the wing for a while against Southampton. I don't know what happened, but I just remember being there um, for the second half. I think half Jimmy went off or someone went off for anyway. Um, yeah, look, Alfie, you can see in training, his finishing was so, so, he was such a good finisher. So aggressive, so, so precise, you know, and you, you, you knew in training, if you gave the ball away and it fell to Alfie in the box, he, he, he'd punish you, you know, so we had that belief in him as well as he, as he went on the field and, and listen, what, what a good guy as well. Yes, I mean, he's a Reading legend as well. I mean, everyone in that team, you mention their names and it's like, oh, yes, let's get him back. <laughs> if only we could have him now. <laughs> the amount of times, no, I hear people saying, oh, no, Hunt, he'd be perfect with this striker because he just made the best out of every single striker he's with. Just see it. Oh, listen, it's true, though. It, it, you it, say? It's very kind. It's very kind. But, I mean, yeah, well, they, they, I do they got some good players so. as well. Who do you think was your favourite partner out of that bunch of strikers at the team in that 2012 season? Because we had a few options, didn't we? Um, well, obviously, Robbo came in. Yeah. Robbo came in. And I love Robbo. Uh, he definitely Robbo because um, we had a really good team going there. Uh, really, really. Because obviously, Shane had gone by then. Shane had gone before the start of the season. Um and we just needed somebody else. It was me, Churchy, Alfie. We needed somebody, and, and Matthew. And we just needed someone with a bit of stature, I think. And, and when Jason came in, like, to be honest, we were all wondering who was going to play with him. I was wondering. I was all, don't we, I don't know if I suit being at Robbo, because Robbo's a big guy. I, I go for a lot of things in the air. Um, then I ended up finding out Robbo didn't like going for things in the air, so it kind of suited us quite well. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, the, I mean, the first, the, his first game was at home to Derby. Right that? He was a, City. Oh, sorry. That penalty. What yeah, a, one of the most weirdest penalties ever, wasn't it? <laughs> the, the yeah. yeah I mean, who was it? I think it was Joby played a left foot ball inside to me and I've just played it around the corner of the line. And Robert, I'm sure Robert got taken down for it as well, didn't he? Yes. Um, but it was right from the get-go that he knew that I knew what he'd, he'd want. Um, so... So anything that came my way, I'd put it where he wanted it, you know, and and I think he liked that. So from the get-go, we got on really, really well. Um, so I have to say Robbo, but known, known obviously, Alfie was, you know, imperative to the team. He he was so important. Um, but that, I think that has to come, a player has to have a bit of acceptance as well that they're going to get sacrificed because, I mean, even earlier in that season, we played... Um, and we lost, we lost two or three of the winners. We lost Hal. Hal was out with an injury. Uh, Joby was out. Um, so Hal obviously couldn't come in for him. Um, Jimmy was out. So I ended up playing out on the wing. I think Matthew Manset played up front. Or somebody played up front. I think Churchy and Alfie played up front, to be honest. But in, in the three or four games I played out in the wing, I think I had four, three or four assists. For Alfie and Churchy, I scored the both of them. So... When I came back to Joby and Jimmy be- becoming fit, like who do you drop? Yeah. And that and and, and when Bryce pulled me, he said, "Listen, no, I'm out." I was no problem. I get it. You know what? If I was Churchy or Alfie, I'd be feeling if we dropped. Um, at the same time, I know that Jimmy and and Joby are better wingers than me. So I'll just wait my I second I'll just wait my turn. I know I get it. I get it soon. I know well because the game changes so quick. And he said, "That's why I love you." And he walked off. And that was it. Look, and that's that's how. How how good uh, we were as a team, you know. We just it, there was no there was no bitchiness. There was no personal vendettas. There was no there was no um you know behind behind people's backs. There was no clicks. It, it was just a whole restaurant, you know. Yeah, no, you can see that on the pitch. It was really clear. I mean, it's been said so many times. Not necessarily the greatest team, maybe. No individual skill. But the best kind of like team spirit and bit ability-wise together, they worked 100%, yeah. which was just amazing. It's why I say, they, the game, if you were to play the 106 team in this virtual world, it would be a, a close match. Yeah. I think yeah, it would. Yeah. I mean, it's hard if maybe yeah. you say that in your position. No, but, no. Yeah. But no, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. No, so we then move on to the Premier League. And during this period, during the promotion period, Anton Zingarevich comes into the club. Now, 
he has a big impact on Reading Football Club. Um, you probably met him at some point. What were your thoughts on Anton, we're going to move rooms here for a second. Anton, oh, listen, when he, when he came in, obviously it was, um, it was great. Um, he, he, I don't think without Anton, we would have got Robbo. You know, and, and, and um, but then I think he should have just left it at that. You know, I left Roy. I think he should have left Roy do the do the um, the recruiting. That was the big thing for me. Let 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 people do their jobs. And I felt that wasn't happening. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I felt that uh, those players coming in, the train was training was breaking down. Um, those players we'd signed on mega money everyone knew about that didn't suit the, the team um, and then there was a player that signed for Reading that, that I'm pretty sure Broy brought in um, and, and he wasn't allowed to play or something along them lines and the kid ended up going from there then from us at the time win, winning four or five European Cup finals <laughs> Mr so, Carriccio this is the second yeah. time he's come up he came up with Jeb yeah. Carriccio as well and, what a lovely guy. What a lovely man. You know, a lovely guy. He didn't have a word of English, bless him. Um, so he, uh, he was an unbelievably good footballer when he got fit, you know. And I'm just glad he didn't get a chance to, to, to fill his potential at Reading. Because obviously he went, he went away and filled it elsewhere and has become very successful for me, you know. But that was, that was the kind of killer for me. And I, maybe that was my downfall as well. And that was probably my end to Reading in terms of... Um, I went and saw him. I was, I, 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 had offered me a new one-year extension that I wanted two years. I wanted to stay, you know, and for as long as I could at the club. Um. So when I went to see Anton about it, like I, he talked about a few other things and players, and I kind of fell out with him saying, like, just leave, leave the recruitment to, the recruitment people. You just obviously you own the club, you run it, like, but stop, you know, stop sending players in the trend because it's breaking down and this, that, and the other. And he's like, well kind of gave me an answer back that I didn't like and I was like well I'm there every day I'm training and this this is not good enough and he said well that doesn't matter if that's the way you are you won't be here next year and that was it like so that was kind of like yeah. my, my own mouth got me in trouble if that makes sense but I was, I was more speaking from the heart than the head yeah. Um, and uh, yeah that's what happened really it sounds like you were totally right though <laughs> so, yeah, yeah listen yeah. it's you, you see these things in my life you know and it's just frustrating me to see, see people come in that you, you can see from the get-go aren't going to work hard aren't going to fill the stats that you need to fill in order for this team to keep on being successful and, 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 and being the way we are you know but at the end of the day that was that and we all moved on but you did score a couple of summer Premier League goals one against Swansea one against Newcastle as well one against Swansea yeah. volley from over your head that's quite yeah. nice, that. And especially against Swansea. Reading love getting results against Swansea. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. lots of reasons for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, I played, I had, I had injections in my heel. Um, and I was playing with no, no heel on my, on my boot. So I'd got, a, a, uh, I got a bad stud through the back of the boot in the, in the, in the cup game the week before that against QPR. Um, I tried to block the ball from being cleared. And his studs pierced my my boot uh, and pierced my, my, my heel for all the world. So the fat pad on my heel, yeah. So in order to play, I had to, uh, I had to get injections. Um, I had to cut the back of, me, of my boot off, colour in, color in the back of my boot so, so I didn't get seen or being a target with, with the end of the white socks. Um, so we were doing all sorts of play and then, it came to a halt after the Swansea game. I was just so sore. It wore off. So, I mean, I came off in that game. It was an agony. Um, and then I missed the next six, seven yeah. weeks, I'm pretty sure, through this injury. that I, Because I was obviously had scored against Newcastle, I was doing all right. I was in the team. I wanted to stay in for as long as I could. And then that, you know, that kind of killed me, to be honest. Yeah, nice. You see, like, players and the fans see us and they're on the pitch. You see the players there. And you think, okay, they're fit, but they're not really quite a lot of the time. How often do you think in your career you've actually been 100% fit? I'd say you're probably 100% fit for 25% of the season. Yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. I mean, I went, through a spe- I went through a period of, of that season we got promoted. 
I've played eight, nine games. I'm feeling unbelievable. I thought I'm in, I'm in great physical shape here. I don't feel any niggles. I don't feel, I don't feel tired. I don't feel nervous. I feel good. For, I lasted for about eight games, nine games, and I got a knock. But I still played, obviously. But I couldn't believe my luck. That makes sense. <laughs> Just worked perfectly, didn't it? Everything came together, didn't it? And that was the yeah. thing. So when you yeah. look back at your time at Reading, do you, what's your kind of like, how would you feel sum it up? your time there kind of like do you look back at it for oh, yeah I love that I love every minute of it I still go to the game I still live local um, yeah I mean I, I don't have any obviously I was gutted we got relegated and then obviously when I left I was gutted it, it hit me hard leaving I haven't to leave um, so yeah but I, I probably throw my anger towards Anton to be honest not towards the club um, I was just nice that I didn't get a... no. We draw a lot of anger. Yeah, <laughs> I just, I just, I just got. I didn't get a chance to say goodbye. That was the only thing, you know. Um, the minute that decision was made, I wasn't on the pitch. I wasn't there near the last three or four games of the season. Like so, I was gutted. Yeah, no, that is sad because you, yeah, you didn't get the opportunity after the spell. No successful period you had at the clubs and the fans really loved you there. So. It's, yeah, it is a shame, isn't it? It's football's yeah. brutal, isn't it? It's totally brutal. Yeah, it is. It does. It is. It is. It is brutal. Um, um, but look, I'm on a different path now, and uh, I think all these experiences have helped, helped me out and understand them, what play, players and people think, and um, we'll see where it takes me. Yeah, hopefully in a good direction. So thank you very much for joining me, Noel. I've really appreciated it. And... Uh, I say good luck to uh, Swindon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Hopefully, we can get the season finished and, and get up. Cheers. Thanks a lot. See you, mate.